Numbers chapter 34, the southern border of the land. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, Give these instructions to the Israelites and tell them, When you enter Canaan, the land that has been assigned to you as an inheritance, the land of Canaan with its borders, your southern border will extend from the wilderness of Zin along the Edomite border, and your southern border will run eastward to the extremity of the Salt Sea. And then the border will turn from the south to the Scorpion Ascent, continue to Zin, and then its direction will be from south to Kadesh Barnea. Then it will go to Hazar Adar and pass over to Asmon. There will there the border will turn from Asmon to the stream of Egypt, and then its direction is to the sea. The western border of the land. And for the western border you will have the great sea. This will be your western border. The northern border of the land. And this will be your northern border. From the great sea you will draw a line to Mount Hor. From Mount Hor you will draw a line to Libo Hamath. And the direction of the border will be to Zedad. The border will continue to Ziphron and its direction will be to Hazar Enan. This will be your northern border. The eastern border of the land. For your eastern border, you will draw a line from Hazar Enan to Shephem. The border will run down from Shephem to Ribla on the east side of the Ain, and the border will descend and reach the eastern side of the Sea of Kinnereth. Then the border will continue down the Jordan River, and its direction will be to the Salt Sea. This will be your land by its borders that surround it. Then Moses commanded the Israelites, This is the land that you will inherit by lot, which the Lord has commanded to be given to the nine and a half tribes, because the tribe of Reubenites by their families, the tribe of the Gadites by their families, and the half-tribe of Manasseh have received their inheritance. The two and a half tribes have received their inheritance on this side of the Jordan, east of Jericho, toward the sunrise. Appointed Officials the Lord said to Moses, These are the names of the men who are to allocate the land to you as an inheritance, Eleazar the priest and Joshua son of Nun. You must take one leader from every tribe to assist in allocating the land as an inheritance. These are the names of the men from the tribe of Judah, Caleb son of Jephthunah, from the tribe of the Simeonites, Shemuel son of Amuhad, from the tribe of Benjamin, Elidud, son of Kislon, and from the tribe of the Danites, a leader, Buki, son of Jogli. From the Josephites, Haniel, son of Ephod, a leader of the tribe of Manasseh. From the tribe of the Ephraimites, a leader, Kemuel, son of Shiftan. From the tribe of the Zebulonites, a leader, Ephesan, son of Parnak. From the tribe of the Issacharites, a leader, Paltiel, son of Azan. From the tribe of the Asherites, a leader, Ehud, son of Shalomi, and from the tribe of the Naphtalites, a leader, Paduel, son of Amihud. These are the ones whom the Lord commanded to divide up the inheritance among the Israelites in the land of Canaan. Numbers chapter 35, the Levitical cities. Then the Lord spoke to Moses in the rift valley plains of Moab along the Jordan near Jericho. He said, Instruct the Israelites to give the Levites town to live in from the inheritance the Israelites will possess. You must also give the Levites grazing land around the towns. Thus they will have towns in which to live, and their grazing lands will be for their cattle, for their possessions, 
and for all their animals. The grazing lands around the towns that you will give to the Levites must extend to a distance of 500 yards from the town wall. You must measure from outside the town on the east 1,000 yards, on the south side 1,000 yards, on the west side 1,000 yards, and on the north side 1,000 yards, with the town in the middle. The territory must belong to them as grazing land for the towns. Now from these towns that you will give to the Levites, you must select six towns of refuge to which a person who has killed someone may flee, and you must give them 42 other towns. So the total of the towns you will give to the Levites is 48. You must give these together with their grazing lands. The towns you will give must be from the possession of the Israelites. From the larger tribes you must give more, and from the smaller tribes fewer. Each must contribute some of its own towns to the Levites in proportion to the inheritance allocated to each. The cities of refuge. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, speak to the Israelites and tell them, when you cross over the river Jordan into the land of Canaan, you must designate some towns as towns of refuge for you, to which a person who has killed someone unintentionally may flee. And they must stand as your towns of refuge from the avenger, in order that the killer must not die until he has stood trial before the community. These towns uh, that you must give shall be your six towns for refuge. You must give three towns on this side of the Jordan, and you must give three towns in the land of Canaan. They must be towns of refuge. These six towns will be places of refuge for the Israelites and for the resident foreigner, and for the settler among them, so that anyone who kills any person accidentally may flee there. But if he hits someone with an iron tool so that he dies, he's a murderer. The murderer must surely be put to death. If he strikes him by throwing a large stone, enough that he could die, and he dies, he is a murderer. The murderer must surely be put to death. Or if he strikes him with a wooden hand weapon so that he could die, and he dies, he is a murderer. The murderer must be put to death. The avenger of blood himself must kill the murderer. When he meets him, he must kill him. But if he strikes him out of hatred or throws something at him intentionally so that he dies, or with enmity he strikes him with his hand and he dies, the one who struck him must surely be put to death, for he is a murderer. The avenger of blood must kill the murderer when he meets him. But if he strikes him suddenly without enmity, or throws anything at him unintentionally, or with any stone large enough that a man could die without seeing him, and throws it and he dies, even though he was not his enemy, nor sought his harm, then the community must judge between the slayer and the avenger of blood, according to these decisions. The community must deliver the slayer out of the hand of the avenger of blood, and the community must restore him to the town of refuge to which he fled, and he must live there until the death of the high priest, who was anointed with the consecrated oil. But if the slayer at any time goes outside the boundary of the town to which he had fled, and the avenger of blood finds him outside the borders of the town of refuge, and the avenger of blood kills the slayer, he will not be guilty of blood, because the slayer should have stayed in his town of refuge until the death of the high priest. But after the death of the high priest, the slayer may return to the land of his possessions. So these things must be statutory ordinance for you throughout your generations, in all the places where you live. Whoever kills any person 
the murderer must be put to death by the testimony of witnesses, but one witness cannot testify against any person to cause him to be put to death. Moreover, you must not accept a ransom for the life of a murderer who is guilty of death. He must surely be put to death. And you must not accept a ransom for anyone who has fled to a town of refuge to allow him to return home and live on his land before the death of the high priest. You must not pollute the land where you live, for blood defiles the land, and the lad cannot be cleansed of the blood that is shed there, except by the blood of the person who shed it. Therefore do not defile the land you will inhabit in which you live, for I, the Lord, live among the Israelites. Numbers chapter 36, Women and Land Inheritance. Then the heads of the family groups of the Gileadites, the descendant of Machiah, the descendant of Manasseh, who were from the Josephite families, approached and spoke before Moses and the leaders, who were the heads of the Israelite families. They said, The Lord commanded my Lord to give the land as an inheritance by lot to the Israelites. And my Lord was commanded by the Lord to give the inheritance to our brother, Zelophad, to his daughters. Now, if they should be married to one of the men from another Israelite tribe, their inheritance would be taken from the inheritance of our fathers and added to the inheritance of the tribe into which they marry. As a result, it would be taken from the lot of our inheritance. And when the jubilee of the Israelites take place, their inheritance will be added to the inheritance of the tribe into which they marry. So their inheritance will be taken away from the inheritance of the ancestral tribe. Moses' decision. Then Moses gave a ruling to the Israelites by the word of the Lord. What the tribe of the Josephites is saying is right. This is what the Lord has commanded for Zelophed's daughters. Let them marry whomever they think best. Only they must marry within the family of their father's tribe. In this way, the inheritance of the Israelites will not be transferred from tribe to tribe. But every one of the Israelites must maintain the ancestral heritage. And every daughter who possesses an inheritance from any of the tribes of the Israelites must become the wife of a man from any family in her father's tribe, so that every Israelite may retain the inheritance of his fathers. No inheritance may pass from tribe to tribe, but every one of the tribes of the Israelites must retain its inheritance. As the Lord had commanded Moses, so the daughters of Zelophad did. For the daughters of Zelophad, Mala, Tizra, Hogla, Milcah, and Noah, were married to the sons of their uncles. They were married into the families of the Manassites, the descendants of Joseph, and their inheritance remained in the tribe of their father's family. These are the commandments and the decisions that the Lord commanded the Israelites through the authority of Moses in the Rift Valley Plains by Moab, along the Jordan River, opposite Jericho. Luke chapter 4, The Temptation of Jesus Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for forty days he endured temptations from the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and when they were completed, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, Man does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up to a high place and showed him in a flash all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, To you I will grant this whole realm and the glory that goes along with it, for it has been relinquished to me, and I can give it to anyone I wish. So then, 
If you will worship me, all this will be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, You are to worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil brought him to Jerusalem, had him stand on the highest point of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and with their hands they will lift you up, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, You are not to put the Lord your God to the test. So when the devil had completed every temptation, he departed from him until a more appropriate time. The beginning of Jesus' ministry in Galilee. Then Jesus, in the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and news about him spread throughout the surrounding countryside. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by all. Rejection at Nazareth. Now Jesus came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and the regaining of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to tell them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled, even as you heard it being read. All were speaking well of him and were amazed at the gracious words coming out of his mouth. They said, Isn't this Joseph's son? Jesus said to them, No doubt you will quote to me the proverb, Physician, heal yourself, and say, what we have heard that you did in Capernaum, do here in your hometown too. And he added, I tell you the truth, no prophet is acceptable in his hometown. But in truth, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's days, when the sky was shut up three and a half years, and there was a great famine over all the land. Yet Elijah was sent to none of them, but only to a woman who was a widow at Zarephath in Sidon. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha. Yet none of these were cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. When they heard this, all the people in the synagogue were filled with rage. They got up, forced him out of the town, and brought him to the brow of a hill on which their town was built, so that they could throw him down the cliff. But he passed through the crowd and went on his way. Ministry in Capernaum so he went down to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and on the Sabbath he began to teach the people. They were amazed at his teaching because he spoke with authority. Now in the synagogue there was a man who had the spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice, Ha! Leave us alone, Jesus the Nazarene. Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, Silence! Come out of him. Then after the demon threw the man down in their midst, he came out of him without hurting him. They were all amazed and began to say to one another, What's happening here? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. So the news about him spread into all the areas of the region. After Jesus left the synagogue, he entered Simon's house. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever, and they asked Jesus to help her. So he stood over her commanded the fever, 
and it left her. Immediately she got up and began to serve them. As the sun was setting, all those who had any relatives sick with various diseases brought them to Jesus. He placed his hands on every one of them and healed them. Demons came out of many, crying out, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak, because they knew that he was the Christ. The next morning Jesus departed and went to a deserted place. Yet the crowds were seeking him, and they came to him and tried to keep him from leaving them. But Jesus said to them, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of the God to the other towns too, for that is what I was sent to do. So he continued to preach in the synagogues of Judea.